Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Drew, and I want to welcome you back to the Learn How to See Better podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about something that affects all of us at one point or another in our lives, or it could be every day, or at least somebody that we know or care about, and that is the subject of anxiety. Yes, just the word alone, the way it rolls off the tongue, probably have uh, some folks listening right here, right now, cringing a little bit uh, at the thought of it, because when you think about anxiety and what it really is, uh, that's something that we want to talk about today, but as well as is trying to identify the common sources of anxiety, because if you can be a little bit wiser about identifying what uh, creates anxiety in your world, you can uh, take better steps to avoid it or address it. And I'll, I'll give you some approaches to consider there. But first off, you know, thinking about anxiety and what it is, um, just step back and think about it. It's just a fear. It's a fear of something that hasn't happened yet. And in particular, it's a fear of something negative that hasn't happened yet, right? You know, I don't want to you know, be late for this event. I don't want to miss some other deadline. I don't want this negative thing to happen. And it's, it's investing energy into in an occurrence and an outcome of an occurrence that hasn't even occurred. It's something that you don't want. Um, and even though it's happened to all of us, when you actually think about it, it sounds kind of foolish. You're essentially creating a future result in your mind that you don't want. And it's just bugging you out. And it's to the point where, you know, um, you know, a lot of people experience this on a daily basis. And it's one of the most common reasons that, uh, you know, that it's necessary for, or people feel it's necessary to, to, to look to heavy sedation methods just to be able to address some of the anxiety. But in a lot of instances, once we identify and just kind of get real about what anxiety is, um, in some instances, it's, it's just, you know, in my opinion, the devil working out against you um, as you look to, to achieve your goals. You know, you're always going to be met with resistance. Every, every hero's got to have an adversary. So as you're on your, your journey, you're going to have scenarios and potential outcomes to situations that uh, maybe put a little bit of, you know, that spook you a little bit. And that's fair enough. But the idea that, um, you know, anxiety can be a pretty controlling force and we can literally build walls inside of our minds that block us from taking forward action towards towards a goal. And, um, you know, having witnessed it, you know, firsthand experience and, and experience, um, you know, in a, in a variety of, of instances and in, in people and situations in the world, it's it's very powerful. Um, but when you think about just the simple fact that if, if you address it for what it is and say, okay, well, you know, how do I get past that? Uh, regardless of the type of anxiety that you're feeling, or what the source is, um, you know, it's important to kind of just take a moment to say, okay, what's the desired outcome I'm looking for? And try to channel as much energy into that as you are into the undesirable outcome, right? Uh, you know, I can tell you countless times when I used to, to travel quite a bit, And, uh, I would, you know, just be concerned that, Hey, you know, (laughs) I don't want to miss this flight. I don't want to miss this flight. And, and you, and you put that, you you put that energy in the atmosphere and all of a sudden everybody in front of you is driving a little bit slower. It seems like that's the one time that the airline's traveling on time and even looking to push back early and, um, you know, just doesn't serve you well because in a lot of instances you're suffering, uh, an outcome that you don't have to. And, and it's a self-imposed uh, punishment. 
And that's just something that can be very draining um, on your energy. And when you think about, you know, some of the common, um, you know, reasons people, um, you know, deal with the anxiety, you know, they can be from so many different things, but some of them may have to do with things like uh, preparation for an event. Maybe you have a big speech. Maybe you have a big uh, test, right? You you generally, I remember, and I back in college, it's like I would have anxiety for a test coming up because I didn't properly prepare. Let's just <laughs> call it for what it was in a lot of cases. And and in life, if we have something for uh, for work or career related, or there's something we need to do where we're expected to perform. And if uh, we're thinking about some bad outcome that might happen, you know, what if they ask me the question I don't know the answer to? Or, um, you know, what if they what if they do this? What if they do that? You know, there's this they there's this power given to this um, they figure or this scenario that, again, doesn't exist yet. And it becomes all mighty, unfortunately. Um, but when you're very prepared for whatever you're going into, you know, there's the saying of the, the six P's, right? The, you know, proper planning prevents piss poor performance. Well, it makes a lot of sense here. I think, uh, especially in, um, in, in performance-based situations, whether it's athletics or academics, if you've properly prepared and been very thorough in your preparation, you're going to address a lot of that anxiety because the what if scenarios you've already, you've already dealt with, you've already rehearsed for, okay, what if they, you know, blitz on third and long? Okay. We have a, you know, we have an extra blocker in the backfield to protect the quarterback on this particular play or whatever the case may be. What if, what if the professor decides to throw a curveball and, and teach something different that wasn't in the homework? Great. Well, just make sure you've, you've consumed all the material and you're going to be best positioned to, to answer that question. So in a lot of instances, proper preparation is, is going to be the, the big differentiator in how you feel about uh, your performance upcoming and you'll have the answer to a lot of the questions that you might be asking yourself what if this happens what if that happens what if it's snowing what if it's raining um, you know how's my performance going to be adjusted by my environment but if you prepared properly you're going to have a lot less uh, energy to need to channel into that because you've addressed a lot of those situations uh, on, the, on the advance up front Another thing that can be done um, to address anxiety is to try and listen to your feelings when you're going through it. Um, This one's definitely easier said than done, but if you've ever found yourself getting hot under the collar about a situation, maybe you're angry or uh, someone's maybe said something to offend you and you feel this tension build up uh, inside of you, uh, it's important to recognize what you're feeling and to try and make sense of it and and listen objectively. sounds kind of crazy but you have to step outside of the moment and be willing to separate yourself uh, from a situation just kind of understand how you're behaving or how you're responding and what is the reason that um, your blood's beginning to boil or or that you're getting hot under the collar or you're finding the hair on the back of the neck stands up because you're you know you're called on unexpectedly to do something it's what is that feeling coming from is it a lack of preparation for an unexpected situation or uh, is it an unexpected encounter with someone you weren't expecting to see that there might be some uh, unresolved tensions there um, it could be a variety of things but listening to your feelings um, you can make sense of those even if not in the moment you can make sense of those feelings later and that's going to help you to 
really sort it through because if you find that you deal with anxiety on a, on a regular basis, it's, it's one thing where you want to know, obviously, what are these triggers? What makes me feel this way? Because most people are going to tell you that anxiety is a negative feeling and it's something that you want to get away from. It's unpleasant. Um, that's why we avoid situations that, that give us anxiety. Um, but even in those instances, you want to remain aware of what's going on and you want to remain in control as best you can. Because um, if you're listening to this, you're probably an adult and, and you recognize that there's a certain uh, maturity to handling situations, even if you feel um, very uncomfortable. Um, and just learning how to control your breathing and if possible to get um, some fresh air. Um, just give your brain a fair shot at being able to process the current experience. Um, I mean, it was just literally over a month ago that my third born son was being brought into the world. And that day is full of anticipation. It's a positive, uh, it's a positive feeling uh, based on an outlook of something that hasn't happened yet. So it's similar to anxiety, but it's very positive. Um, but still, the, the butterflies in this tummy feel kind of like anxiety. And, and, it's, and it's important to understand um, the scenario you're in. Yeah, in a situation like childbirth, there are some crazy thoughts that might run through your head as far as what ifs. But you recognize that you're only in so much control of the situation and you've got the trusted hands, um, you know, of the doctors that are bringing the, the baby into the world. So. Um, it is a scenario where you have to look at those, uh, the outcome that you actually want and put your energy there as opposed to, you know, think about some crazy what if that just drains you and is so far fetched when compared to what you actually want that it doesn't make sense to let thoughts like that rent space in your head. So listening to your feelings, remaining aware, being in control, making sure you've got a positive outlook. Uh, anyone that knows me for any length of time has known positive outlook, positive outcome. That's one of the things I've said for so long, uh, because I think it, it really does have to do with uh, being able to get what you want out of life. If you think you're going to have a positive outcome, if you have a positive outlook about it, you're going to be that much more um, likely to get that end result. Don't believe me? Take the other side of the equation. Do you think folks that uh, have a negative outlook tend to have a negative outcome? I would say probably so. Um, and, and it's so important to look at that because as, as when it comes to a source of anxiety, you know, when is the source of anxiety most common and highest? Sunday night, Monday morning. I mean, unfortunate as it is, statistically, you know, the, the highest rate of heart attacks are Monday morning. And people have made jokes about it. So people would rather die than to go to work again. But, you know, the, the, the reality part of that is that there are so many situations where um, the anxiety is real and it's peaked. Um, you know, people are, are doing things that they don't want to do and unhappy in that situation. And, um, you know, pressure bust pipes. It is a real thing. And if you find yourself in a, in a window or chapter of life where you have anxiety on those Monday mornings, start to look at what your Sunday evening routine is like. Maybe there's things that you can do that you can incorporate in your lifestyle to act as de-stressors. Maybe it's a walk around the block after dinner, um, you know, just help help the blood flow to ease your mind, to help relax and uh, be able to plan and help prepare for the week ahead and help address some of that anxiety. Um, because in a lot of instances, if, if anxiety is running rampant, 
in your in your life you, you probably feel out of control like maybe life is just happening to you and that you haven't been controlling what's going on in your world and those tend to trigger times um, where you really recognize it might be useful to take a time out and in the worst case scenario go ahead fine let your mind go and just go to that undesired place okay that's really bad yep it, it's horrible it's awful now snap back out of it and get back to focusing on what you want because that's really one of the ways to try and just from a brute force standpoint uh, address anxiety hey look i'm not gonna let my mind run wild with this situation being you know paralyzed by by a fear of something negative that has not happened yet you know you have to actually outwit the devil uh, of the situation that that's taking over and use that to your advantage because um, we really control a lot of uh, you know the experiences that we go through um, with regards to how we feel internally and whether the the, the facts that we face in the world um, and, and what our focus is on those and then whether or not we're going to get a good vibe or a bad vibe from them. And so it's, it's our mentality, our outlook, our mindset that we have to uh, really try to uh, police and, and autocorrect as best we can as we learn how different situations in life affect us. Uh, some people have more anxiety about interactions with people in certain people-based situations. There's ways to um, address that, right? There's ways to, to be able to address um, situations if you feel you're going to deal with someone that's difficult. Well, if that's an instance where you can expect that, um, you can think through scenarios in advance and kind of diffuse those ahead of time so that they don't rear their ugly head in, in the heat of battle and really get you feeling wound up unnecessarily. Again, I've talked about how preparation can be one key element of, of uh, addressing anxiety because, hey, if you, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. And then you're never shaken up, right? So that's just another, another scenario where you can address anxiety heads on by being wise in your actions ahead of time. And that's just one of those smart things. And, and last but not least, making sure um, to recognize that if you feel helpless and out of control and your mind is just going to a dark place, if you feel that out of control, fine, let go of the reins for just a couple of seconds. Run away, baby, run away, baby, right? You know, fine, if, you're, if your mind's going off the cliff, then since it's just creating imaginary nonsense anyways, go ahead and take it off that cliff. And then once you're over that, and you recognize what that worst case scenario is that's probably a you know one percent chance of anything of actually happening let it go and be able to slap yourself silly and kind of snap out of it to get your mind back on track to focusing on what you really want because that's really the way to take control of a situation uh, like that and granted some of these things are easier said than done but what i've also found is that when we deal with anxiety in our lives um, if it seems like it's a, it's a rampant force in your world, that means it's recurring. And if it's recurring, that's typically indicating that it's cyclical or a handful of things that drive the anxiety. And for that reason, it makes sense to take a deeper look and a deeper dive into what those instances are. So you can really learn to understand it and see better and be able to analyze the anxiety and see what's the cause, what's the driver how you can address or sidestep those situations um, to be able to put either a more positive spin 
on uh, situations you have to go through anyway, or to be able to avoid and adjust some of those scenarios altogether. So while anxiety is a real thing, and I recognize that all of us can suffer from it. I, I've seen instances where I've had to deal with it. I've seen instances where others have to deal with it. And I've seen instances where it could be a situation that shuts someone down. But if you're able to, you know, outsmart or outwit or see through or beyond the scenario causing the anxiety, right? And start to shift the perspective on a set of facts with the right focus, you're going to be able to redirect uh, those those thought vibes and those brain waves to, to generate a more positive response or to at minimum eliminate or reduce uh, the presence of negative anxiety and its contribution to stress-related illnesses in your world. So hopefully uh, this is one of those um, instances where you can gather some some uh, insight from uh, this podcast. I don't claim to, to be a doctor, but hey, you know what? I think we also um, all know that uh, what's real and what's not, and anxiety is something that can be avoided. It doesn't necessarily um, have to require um, medication or sedation. It just requires uh, better insight, uh, which might need a little bit of better information um, about what some of its causes are. And since we all know um, a lot of it's driven by um, lifestyle and the things in our world, uh, we just have to take stock of that and and learn to see those situations better so we can make the adjustments that are best for us. So um, yeah, just a couple of tips that uh, they might prove useful for somebody out there who uh, could be dealing with something like this or know someone who is. It could give a different perspective and help you find it useful. But until next time, keep it tuned in and keep it locked and be sure to share this with a friend and subscribe for more information just like this. And until next time, we will catch you on this podcast and thanks for listening in. Well, all right. That was some great content, wasn't it? Why, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad you liked it. (laughs) This is your host, Drew Davis, and I want to thank you for listening to the Learn How to See Better podcast today. And don't forget to subscribe and tune in for future episodes and be sure to share with a friend if you are enjoying this content. Thanks and see you next time.